I said, well, hell, I got it going on then. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Reload Podcast. My name is Kyle Boone, and with me as always, Dustin Ragusa from his plush home in Oklahoma City. Dustin, how are you today? Doing well, man. How are you? Good, good. I am, uh, I'm tired. I'm tired. March is kicking my butt. <laughs> Dude, yeah, when I'm sure that's crazy with March Madness picking up and everything in the conference tournaments. I, Sure, that's not easy for you. It's like your work equivalent to um, when you're like closing the books on a quarter or something. It's yeah, like everyone's yeah, scrambling yeah. trying to figure out like, <laughs> hey, you got the numbers from from last quarter, blah. blah. It's like, yeah, this is this is this is go time for me. So, uh, not getting a lot of sleep, but I am drinking a lot of Red Bull and coffee, um, and and some more Red Bull. I actually walked to Quick Trip, which is like three blocks from my house today. And uh, and just chugged Red Bull on the way home because I know it's gonna be a long night. So just churning out the content. Yes, yeah, I do it for the page views. So <laughs> um, we have a lot to get to today. Um, I think we're gonna keep this podcast somewhat limited, but we're going to stick with uh, mostly basketball recruiting. Um, before we get to that, um, want to hear a quick word from our sponsor, and then we will jump right in. Cowboy fans, do you find filing your taxes to be stressful? It doesn't have to be that way. The team over at Angel Johnson & Blasting Game is here to help. They offer a wide range of financial services including tax preparation, payroll, bookkeeping, and LLC formation. They're accepting new clients today and are ready to meet with you. So if you need any of these services, feel free to give Cameron or Evan a call at 405-224-6363. Again, that's 405 405- Two two four six three six three, and as always, go Pokes! All right, so Ragu, um, we got some basketball stuff to talk to. I I laughed at a tweet the other day from from friend of the podcast Cade Webb, who posted a PFB link to I think a story I wrote saying that uh, Marcus Watson, OSU's highest rated commitment in the twenty nineteen class, was recruiting Christian Brown via Twitter and. It was basically an embedded tweet and like 80 words. And, and Cade basically said, I'd be okay if uh, PFB posted on everything Christian Brown did on Twitter likes. <laughs> and I think that's like kind of true of like most OSU fans right now. Like the basketball season has, the basketball has not been good. Uh, I think we can be honest about that. Uh, but but OSU recruiting has been at least mildly interesting. And Mark, uh, Mike Boynton is going after some dudes. So um what do you make of that do you feel like that's true i feel like there's like a a heightened sense of uh interest in the the recruiting game this year yeah i do and it's it's really interesting how it happened because you know the season wasn't really going well the recruiting class was pretty much wrapped up because you know they were still trying to figure out how to open up a scholarship for the guys that they already had signed right then kalu uh jones weathers get kicked off the team um You've got these spots opening up and recruiting kind of picks back up. So everybody's all locked back into recruiting and you've got the Isaiah Todd 
uh, visit. You've got Christian Brown coming to visit. Yep. Brown, you know, a lot of rumors circulating that he might be really interested in Oklahoma State. His mom loved the visit to Stillwater. Uh, she was rocking the jersey, yes. which we talked about last time. And it just feels like they kind of just picked back up, and now that's everybody's all engaged back in. It kind of went away, season not doing well, and now everybody's all back into the recruiting, which is really cool. And, you know, it's it's cool for Cade to say that because, you know, you and I are pumping stuff out on basketball yep. recruiting, so glad the people appreciate it. It's but, hilarious. Doesn't feel like three years ago when we were like, Oh, Boynton over recruited. He's got to make room for a scholarship. Who's going to transfer? Is it going to be Dizzy? Is, is it going to be Cam McGriff? Now it's like, yo, we need bodies. We need bodies yeah. to come to to come to Oklahoma State. Like we don't even know who is going to fill these two final spots. Uh, but it really has like kind of elevated the sense of urgency with recruiting. It's like, hey, there's there's like a ton of playing time available immediately. So like some of these guys who are blue chippers. I would say Christian Brown's a blue chipper. He's a top 60 recruit. Uh, Isaiah Todd, all these guys are like suddenly interested in, and Boynton's getting them onto campus. He's visiting them. He's, he's making trips to Virginia. Like he's doing all these things. And I feel like, uh, it's, it's exciting to follow. I don't know where this is going to go, but, uh, right now OSU has the 23rd ranked recruiting class in 2019. And it, can probably only go up from here. I expect they'll at least add one more. That is where Christian Brown enters the mix because Christian Brown has been all the rage. That's all we're ever talking about now on uh, on PFB. He's a top 60 recruit, like I just mentioned, a small forward prospect, would be uh, more highly touted than uh, Marcus Watson just in terms of the recruiting rankings. Four-star kid, and uh, there's been some buzz about him lately. Uh, this past week, uh, Jerry Meyer, a 247 national analyst, predicted that uh, that uh, Brown's going to go to Oklahoma State. So that is uh, that's not nothing. That is uh, that's big news. Uh, Meyer is uh, pretty respected in the scouting community. Days after that, though, uh, Evan Daniels uh, put in a crystal ball prediction that Brown would go to Georgia. And then uh, a day later, Brian Snow, and also a national basketball analyst, predicted he would also go to Georgia. So um, it's kind of confusing. The crystal ball is is uh, almost always cloudy with just like uh, fans slash writers who have privileges to vote and and they just make a pick for their team. But I do think it's interesting that some of these national guys are making some picks. So, Ked, again, Cade Webb is uh, is going to get a mention here, a uh, friend of the podcast. Cade, just uh, just send send the check to uh, Ragu's home, if you would. Uh, <laughs> Cade actually asked a question to Evan Daniels for a mailbag that he wrote on 247 this week. said, Georgia and Oklahoma State separating themselves for Christian Brown. Any particular reason you feel UGA lands him over the pokes? Um Daniel's response said, just the vibe I'm getting. Those two seem to be the firm leaders at this point. Uh, Brown took an official visit to Georgia back in the fall, and I thought they were the leader then. He most recently took a trip to Oklahoma State, and they've certainly made him think. Uh, wouldn't surprise me to see a college choice from Brown in the very near future. My current crystal ball pick is for Georgia. Um, I agree with Evan on that uh, a, a decision is is forthcoming. Uh, the the ne- next signing day is not far away. It's a month away, and uh, so it'll be like April fifteenth through 
May 15th, somewhere around there. So he basically has like a, a month window to sign. I don't know when he's going to commit, but he'll eventually submit his NLI during that time. Um, do you do you put a lot of stock in these 247 uh, crystal ball things or what? Because I know we go back and forth on, on Slack um, talking about, you know, oh, this guy thinks this guy's going this place or whatever. Um, and we have, we, we have our own separate, uh, like opinions on where things will fall, but what do you make of, uh, Daniels going crystal ball for Georgia and then Meyer going for, for OSU? Yeah. I mean, you're right. It is confusing how it works on the website because if you look right now, Oklahoma state has 38% of the crystal ball predictions and second is NC state. Yep. But NC state hasn't had a prediction come in in their favor since mid January. Right. All of the seven recent picks have been either Oklahoma State or Georgia so really that should be Oklahoma State and Georgia at the top but the way you know the percentages work it's taken divided by the total it it kind of skews that so if you just look at that so you kind of got to click in see when the picks were done like you said see who they're by just make sure it's not an Oklahoma State guy picking Oklahoma State an NC State guy picking NC State but I don't know this one's a little confusing because Meyer you know, he gets a lot of them right. He's uh, in, you know, nationally, so he hears the rumors. He kind of has a vibe and sense of what people are going to do normally. But so do Evan Daniels and Brian Snow, who both submitted picks for Georgia, all pretty much around the same time. So it's kind of up in the air right now. The fact that uh, Daniels, it sounds like he's – the vibe he's getting, so he's probably heard some things, but it also sounds like he's banking a lot on the fact that Brown seemed really set on Georgia after that visit, and that visit was quite a bit ago now. So I, I want to, I, I think I'm leaning towards the fact that it could go either way, and I, I might even lean a little bit more towards Oklahoma State with the stuff that his mom came out and said about it. I haven't really seen her say anything like that after any of these other visits when I've tried to look. So right. I, I don't know what what are you what are you kind of leaning towards. I I don't know what to make because I haven't heard anything explicitly one way or another from either Brown or anyone who's really in the know. Um, I can I can read tea leaves as well as anyone, but you know you you can put too much stock into oh well the mom loved the visit. Well the mom is going to say something diplomatic that uh, appeases the coach that just hosted them for an official visit. Um, the the administrators who talked with them during the visit. All those things. She's not going to say like. Well, Oklahoma State was nice, but their cheese fries at Eskimo Joe sucks. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> uh, so I always feel like you know you can kind of read as much into comments after visits as you want. Um, I do. I do think that the the Daniels pick is probably more notable, though. Um, I'm looking here at two four sevens online uh, pick. Uh, tracker for 2019. Evan Daniels has made 93 predictions in the 2019 class. 90 of them have been correct. That's 96.7%. Jerry Meyer has has made 128 predictions. 103 have been correct. That is an average of 80.5. So, you know, if if you're looking at Meyer and say, well, he made the prediction that's going to Oklahoma State, and you have an 80% that he is right. I mean, that's if you're an OSU fan, you think, well, the 80% that he goes to OSU, I like those odds. Uh, but, you know, I, I I don't know. It sounds like it's not over is, is basically the bottom line. It sounds like he's probably going to make a couple extra visits. Um, either I think he's got one left. Yeah, yeah 
He has one official visit left because he took most of his visits, oddly, like last summer and into the fall. Uh, OSU visit was his first official visit of 2019. So he has one more official visit left. And then um, I wouldn't be surprised if he like stayed somewhere around because he's in Virginia. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, made a visit to like Virginia Tech or NC State or like somewhere in the region, uh, just to, before he makes a final decision. So I don't know where I stand on that. I'm not ready to say he's going to Oklahoma State, um, but I also feel kind of good that that Boynton has made him a major priority in the class. Uh, visited him last week after OSU beat Baylor. Uh, in Waco so you know I mean that'd be hard to turn down just just the fact that you are obviously the number one guy for a division one coach like Mike Boynton and uh, knowing that you're going to be able to play almost right away uh, I would have a hard time saying no to that but you know again I I guess it's kind of a wait and see thing we'll see kind of how that works out but uh, so let me let me pose this to you and just see kind of get your take on it. Yes. Do you think do you think it plays in to his decision any the fact that Georgia's current commits are all three about his same size, all in the six five six six range. They all play that two guard wing small forward position, and they're all ranked in the top one hundred, with the highest being second and the lowest being ninety six. No. Do you, do you think that I mean, he's nope. just kind of going competition-wise. He thinks he can beat them out. So if he wants to go to Georgia, he'll go to Georgia. I mean, that's that would be mindset, my mindset if I was a player of his caliber. Right. But I just kind of want to get your thought. Yeah, I mean, like that logic makes sense, and I've seen that kind of tossed out there. Like, why would you go to Georgia? You're an idiot. You the like the position you're going to play at is super stacked. But um, I guess that's true. Anthony Edwards is a, is a shooting guard, six foot five shooting guard. Five-star kid, ranked number two in 2019. Um, Timoni Kamara is a small forward, six foot six, top 100 recruit, small forward, and uh, Jaquan Walton, a small forward, six six, uh, top 70 recruit. They are all roughly the same size as as Brown. All committed to Georgia, but I will point to Duke, however, uh, a program that many consider to be the most talented college basketball program this season and they darn near did the exact same thing and a lot of people (laughs) criticized them and now they are the best team in college basketball you have rj barrett a guy who coming into coming into college was the number one recruit he was a six six foot seven shooting guard cam reddish the number two recruit six foot seven small forward slash shooting guard zion williamson six foot six small forward slash power forward um, and then you had Trey Jones, a point guard, six foot two. So those three guys, Zion was ranked number five, Cam Reddish, number two, RJ Barrett, number one. You kind of saw how that played out and it's pretty good. So if you're in college and you've got like six foot six, six foot seven, like guys who are versatile and can play, uh, play multiple positions, defend multiple positions, this is, this is what the NBA looks like at the, at the college level, really. Um, you look at the Celtics, the uh, like a an NBA team that has a lot of six foot six, six foot seven guys who are versatile and can play multiple positions. I just feel like it kind of doesn't matter anymore. You know what I mean? But yeah, no. If I, if you're Brown, I think you probably take that into some consideration. I agree with you. I think it's I think it takes into consideration. But I think when you're a guy of his caliber, a high school player of his caliber, 
you your mindset is I don't care how if they got ten guys coming in in my position. Right. I'm better than them. I'm going to beat them out and I'm going to play. So I do think he takes into account, like you said, but I don't think as some of the people that, you know, have asked the question on, uh, on PFB, like in the comments, stuff like that. I don't yeah. think it's that as big a deal as some of them think it is, but I do think it's a great point to bring up and a great question to ask my personally, I wouldn't go to Georgia cause Tom Crean is just weird looking <laughs> and I don't know if I could stare at him. Dude, that. dude, Tom Crean is the best though. All his memes are amazing. <laughs> Tom Green yeah, forever. He, he's uh he's pretty funny how he goes on that part of my take uh, podcast with uh, Big Cat and PFT. I've I've heard him on there a couple of times. He's pretty funny on there. So yes. Hey, um, what would uh what would your reaction be if I told you Odell Beckham was just traded to the Browns? I saw something about that on Twitter earlier. Did that for sure happen? It just happened six minutes ago. That is crazy. Did it? Does it say what uh, the Giants got compensated back? No. No, it that's doesn't. insane. Yeah, Mike Garofalo of uh, NFL Network. Some big news. It's, Man, it's got, pretty uh, irrelevant. I think it might they, it might impact uh, Emmanuel Ogba. We'll have to. This is bad podcasting because by the time this gets released, there'll there'll be more information. But Ogba has been mentioned in some trade talks. Be I saw curious that. to see if. Uh, if he gets shipped out at some point this offseason. Jarvis and uh Jarvis Landry and Odell, a little LSU connection there in Cleveland. So Oh, I knew you would like that. Yeah. Gross. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> uh sticking with uh some hoops recruiting. We had uh some news this earlier this week. Julius Marble, six foot nine uh power forward from Dallas, committed to uh Michigan State. I think this was kind of pretty expected. Oklahoma State was still recruiting Marble, and in fact, they were the the first uh, major program to offer like a little over a month ago. Um, Michigan State offered like two weeks after OSU, and from there, it would, the tea leaves were all Sparty. Uh, Tom Izzo made a visit. Marble made a visit to uh, East Lansing, uh, and and basically that was that was where he said he was won over. Now OSU still needs a a big man in this class. Dudu uh, Dudu Guy uh, is still on the table at Daytona State uh, power forward. He's six foot nine, like two fifty, really big. I don't know where they go from here because I feel like the the big man options are kind of dwindling, and even Dudu, it's probably like Dow Dow. I don't know. <laughs> I tried that those I, highlight reels that they show on him. They don't. They're all. None of them have sound. You talking so about doo-doo? I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> Try saying doo-doo with a straight face on a podcast. It's not easy. Well, and then they My have. Man, doo-doo. He's not. He's not really big, but the it, it's McNeil, the uh, shooter. Yeah, Sean McNeil. Juco kid. Yeah. Yeah, Sean McNeil. Yeah. So, I, I'm not super impressed with either of those guys i do think they'd be great additions at that final spot if they can land brown yeah um it'd kind of be nice to round up the class with an experienced juco guy and and you'd like to add to the big man depth i mean even with your nice breakout season and uh caleb boone coming in you still i mean you need some more bigs because they don't really have any but and and obviously adding a shooter is great too i just if they end up with those two you know we kind of talked about it it would be kind of a uh big letdown from the thoughts of Brown and Todd that right. were kind of swirling around a few weeks ago. So Yeah. 
There's there's still uh, Ronnie Gray, a six foot seven small forward from uh, from Colorado. He is uh, he's still on the table. OSU offered him. It looks like in late January. Um, so Nebraska's uh, recruiting him. Arkansas, uh, UTSA, Denver, some other programs. So he's a late riser to maybe keep an eye on. Pending the the Brown news, obviously Christian Brown would be the preferred takeover. Ronnie the Gray, but he may be a fallback option to to keep an eye on. I think they need ideally. I think they need like a small forward, someone who's six five, six six, can shoot it, and then someone who is big and can complement you and I as maybe like a primary scorer in the post. Um, they need like Chris Olivier. Remember him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just need him. Someone who can <laughs> who, who's terrible at defense, but he, he's going to give you like eight to ten points per night like you just know he's he's good for it he's a good rebounder yeah. i don't know if there's would is huge for this team yeah yeah I, i'm i'm all in on caleb boone being that guy eventually but dude he's i mean he's he's really really good i've i've went to watch him a few times i'm just concerned that he's not going to be physically there yet i think time will tell but you know he's like six ten and like 130 yeah, I'm being a little sarcastic, I mean, but he's he's very tiny. Yeah, and you know, so you can't expect you can't expect some of the younger guys to. Some of them will be able to step up and play right away, but you can't right. always expect that. Some of them need a little time to develop. So you yeah. you'd like to add a Jun, a JUCO guy with one of these last two spots, I think, or possibly yes. a grad transfer. But um, yeah, we'll see. Oh, and Agba is staying put. Let's uh, go. He's not included in that trade. Let's go. So. I'm fired up. Actually, I wouldn't mind to see him go somewhere else because I feel like they're kind of um, drafting and stashing talent around him that suggests he might not get that much playing time. Yeah. Um, but I still think – I think Ogba's going to be a star still. I'm still all in. Yeah, no, I think he's a good player. Um, one last word from our sponsor, and then we'll get back to – we're going to wrap with some, some recruiting news on the quarterback trail. That'll be interesting. Uh, Cowboy fans, do you find filing your taxes to be stressful? I know I do. I did mine last week. It was a pain in the rear, uh, but it doesn't have to be that way. The team over at Angel Johnson and Blasty Game is here to help you out. They offer a wide range of financial services, including tax preparation, bookkeeping, payroll, and LLC formation. They are accepting new clients and are ready to meet with you. So if you need any of these services, feel free to give Cameron or Evan a call. 405-224-6363. 405-224-6363. Again, that's 405-224-6363. And as always, go Pokes. Uh, so some quarterback recruiting news. Um, OSU got a commitment from uh, from an in-state gunslinger on Tuesday afternoon. Peyton Thompson, a Tulsa Union uh, pro-style quarterback, 6'2", 190 pounds, committed to Oklahoma State. Uh, Thompson was, he's a high school senior and, um, won a state title with union, not this past season, but the season before that. And CJ Moore, four-star receiver, who is now an OSU cowboy, uh, was his primary target. So there's some OSU ties there. Uh, Thompson had offers from Abilene Christian, Columbia, and Eastern Michigan. I believe based off, uh, you know, kind of just some intel and what I've heard and what I expect, He's going to be a preferred walk-on. What do you make of uh, this this Peyton Thompson news? I think it's awesome. Yeah, uh, adding a walk-on quarterback, you know, just kind of 
help boost the competition. He's got a relationship with CJ Moore, so just kind of building some camaraderie there with that. You've got another uh, freshman coming in with Costello, so he's not the only you know quote unquote new guy. They lost Woodty uh, and Kolar, so you might as well and Cornelius. So might as well add as many guys as you can, get as many brains as you can in there with Gleason, and uh, you know, I definitely doesn't hurt. Yeah, no, I I think it's a good take. Um, I've I've watched Peyton Thompson a few times. I think he's a he's a serviceable quarterback. Kind of reminds me of the Nick Burns commitment uh, of a fellow Barry Hill uh, quarterback who uh, committed to Oklahoma State in 2016. Burns committed to OSU uh, when Nick Starkle was committed as a scholarship, and Burns was a preferred walk on. And it was a it was a really good take. He drew a lot of eyes in camp. A lot of people thought that he had potential to be a starter at Oklahoma State. Um, I, he he's he's still really good. I, in fact, he's still playing. Uh, but Thompson is kind of in that same vein. I don't think Thompson has quite the arm of uh, of maybe a Division One quarterback. But you know, I guess we'll see if uh, if it turns out in in camp and he starts turning some eyes that that maybe I'll uh, eat some crow on that. But you know, he's he's not gonna be he's not being recruited to be a starter at this level. They already have a quarterback in the 2019 class, uh, Brendan Costello from San Clemente. The goat. Yeah, the goat. That's your boy. Uh, who he is already on campus. He's already enrolled. He is in the system. He's in the program. He is learning. Uh, right now under his new offensive coordinator, Sean Gleason. So, you know, the expectations are, are relatively low. You know, Spencer Sanders is probably going to be the guy this year. Uh, Drew Brown is going to be the backup probably. And then Brendan Costello is going to be that third guy. So Thompson could be the, you know, the fourth stringer. He could be the, the insurance upon the insurance upon the insurance if uh, if something goes down. But I do like this take. You know, I think getting the in-state guys to to stay is is obviously good. Um, you know, if they're, if they're quarterback worthy of having a scholarship, I think that's awesome. But if they're not, and you're convincing them to walk on and spurn other offers that I think is even better. So I like yeah. it. And you know, just kind of last note on that. Sorry to interrupt you. No, but go for the, it. uh, you know, you lose Brown next year. He's yes. out of eligibility. Right. So my, might as well stockpile as many QBs as you can in case of injuries. Guys can learn. He's got a year to learn in the system. I know he's a preferred walk on, but who knows next year if there's an injury and you need him to get out there or something like that. He's already have, has a year under his belt. So Yes, yes, agreed. And on, on the quarterback note, sticking with quarterbacks, uh, this past week, you know, we've talked, uh, we did a podcast pretty much dedicated to Gunnar Gundy, the 2020 quarterback from Stillwater High School, who is uh, my Gundy's son. And we talked a little bit about like what his chances are to play at Oklahoma State. He's a 2020 kid, and OSU offered this week another 2020 prospect. Now, Gunnar Gundy has not been offered by OSU, um, so that's something to keep in mind. But we're, we kind of, in that podcast, talked about you know maybe him walking on or maybe him being a late target if OSU misses on some of its other targets. There is another target now. It's uh, Evan Prater, a 6'5". 200 pound uh, dual threat quarterback from Wyoming High School in Cincinnati. Um, this this guy looks like wiry and wild on tape. Uh, super tall. He's got a massive afro. Uh, close to 20 offers: Cincinnati, Purdue, UCLA, 
Michigan State, Oklahoma State, a bunch of uh, pretty high major programs that are in the mix there. He's a top 700 recruit, three-star recruit, so he's not super highly touted. Um, did you get to watch this tape because it was interesting, I guess? Yeah, I did. I, the one thing It looked like Gumby to, running around. Yeah. One <laughs> thing I did want to note uh, is if you go to 247 and yes. look this kid up, you see recruited by Sean Gleason. Yep. And you don't see that on any other Oklahoma State recruits right now. So it's first of many, but kind of cool to see that out there, um, specifically – Coach Gleason recruiting this guy, so you know it's somebody he kind of picked out. Yeah, but I think this is th- I think this is Gleason's like first official quarterback target in the 2020 class. Like all the other guys are still probably being recruited, but this is a, a Gleason identified talent. Go ahead. Yeah, and he like you said, he's wiry, kind of Gumby. Like he's he's a basketball player. He's yeah. a really good basketball player, and I know until up until pretty recently when these offers started coming in, the bigger ones. Michigan State, Oklahoma State. I'm pretty sure he was all set to play basketball in college. And so uh, it looks like he's kind of shifted his focus more to football. But 6'5", his his throwing motion kind of reminds me of Deshaun Watson. Uh, it's kind of – it's a little unorthodox, but, I mean, he's got a pretty strong arm. Yeah. I mean, he should with it having such a long arm at 6'5 and a big wingspan. But uh, he – he moves really well out in the open field. He's got some nice moves and he's definitely dual threat though. They like, he, you can tell he wants to run with the football, like he'll throw it, but he wants to create the plays with his feet. So we'll see how he kind of progresses through the rest of high school, but he, he's definitely intriguing. He looks like he's got a lot of talent. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the, probably the program to maybe keep an eye on here is Cincinnati, obviously, cause he's from Cincinnati and Ohio State. That's a program that uh, obviously Mike Kiersich is is uh, is currently employed by, and that'll be interesting because obviously most Ohio kids want to stay in the state of Ohio. I don't think that's any secret. It's it's kind of like Texas kids want to play at University of Texas. Um, so if they join the mix and and offer, it's possible that he goes to. Ohio State, but for now, uh, I think it's uh, it's a pretty even even playing field. And Gleason trying to uh, price someone out of Ohio, I think, is kind of interesting. Uh, one more quarterback, non-quarterback, actually, football recruiting news note: uh, GoPokes.com reported on Monday that Arkansas graduate transfer wide receiver LaMichael Petway visited Stillwater for the first day of spring football practice and uh so that's interesting petway is six foot two 220 pounds um that that's pretty interesting right yeah i mean he's uh i've heard that name a few times he would be a nice addition he is thick thick with how many seats like seven whoa He's, (laughs) he's uh he's a pretty muscular wide receiver he's a pretty big dude um like like not super tall like you said six two but he he's got some meat on his bones and his his stats if you just look at his stats in a vacuum the 30 receptions 499 yards and four touchdowns for arkansas but that was tied for the team lead it you know it's not it it's more of a function of their offense last season than him not be not putting up big numbers so i think it'd be an awesome addition i think he'd play he's pretty talented but He's being recruited by a bunch of different schools. Yeah. I know he. Uh, I know he's got a visit coming up to Auburn 
And in an article I read recently where he talked about that from a few days ago, he said the teams that are still in the mix are Oklahoma State, Auburn, and Iowa State. So it sounds like he's narrowed it down to a few teams, and Oklahoma State's still in there. So I think it'd be a big pickup. They obviously aren't lacking at wide receiver, but adding a talented, experienced guy like that you know, would be big. Yeah, well, the fact that they lose Tyron Johnson, a guy who you know, brought down like almost a thousand yards last season, like roughly 900. Um, I feel like that's a pretty easy recruiting pitch. It's like, Hey, you know, if you want to, if you want to be a feature in a major offense where we toss the ball down the field often, um, you know, what better place that even our second uh, receiver last season almost got a thousand yards. So, uh, so yeah, that's an interesting kind of recruitment process that has been going on behind the scenes. I've heard LaMichael Petway's name mentioned, a few times over the past few weeks just uh in connection to Oklahoma State. So, yeah, that would be that would be very very interesting. OSU only took one receiver uh in the 2019 class. That was Langston Anderson, a uh four-star recruit from Midlothian, Texas. Uh he's another six, goat. Yeah, yep, that's your boy. <laughs> uh 62 195, not quite as thick with two Cs, but uh he has a a really promising future, kind of a burner guy who uh, I expect will probably redshirt, but can really fill out and be a feature guy in OSU's offense, I think. And I think you're probably on board with that too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, he's awesome. He's one of my favorites in the class. Yeah, so those those are some uh, some interesting things to, to keep an eye on. The Prater news, the quarterback news, and then obviously Petway. So we will follow that uh, over the next few weeks. Hopefully we'll get a decision from, from Petway soon. And uh, more interestingly, we will continue to monitor the Christian Bound sweepstakes and uh, be posting about that on the site uh, ad nauseum, and we will podcast about it uh, as needed. So, Ragu, you got anything else? No, uh, I might. We might. Well, I might not be here next week. Yes, you, you might still podcast, but um, be here. I'll definitely be back after that. Yes. Yep. So Ragu's going on vacation. We will bid him adieu. And uh, maybe we'll be back later this week. Depends on uh, on when news breaks and all that stuff. But in the meantime, be sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast uh, on iTunes. Be sure to follow us on SoundCloud. Be sure to check out our mixtape. And leave <laughs> us some nice comments in, uh, in the iTunes. We have been reading those. Um, they're all pretty nice and uh, so again I think we reiterated this last week be sure to comment on Ragusa's physical makeup he's very proud of his biceps um, (laughs) his beard all that stuff and uh, yes so we will maybe we should actually maybe we should uh, post some of the nicest comments to the site that would be interesting yeah or just change the uh, podcast logo to a picture of me (laughs) (laughs) we'd get thousands of subscribers (laughs) in the meantime uh we will catch you guys next week thanks ragu see you man i can see it